Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support anytime you don't have to hide how you feel a warning this series discusses sexual assault and drug use it is not recommended for young audiences the people vs. robichaux and riley is an ongoing case at the time of this episode's original air date the defendants had not been convicted of any crimes alleged against them If you haven't listened to season one of OC Swingers, I'd recommend checking it out before you go any further. Okay, here we go. Good afternoon, Officer Michael Fell. Hi, it's Justine calling for Mike. I'm sorry, you said... Can you hear me? Your name? Justine, Justine Harmon. Justine. Do you have an appointment with him? I do. Okay, give me just a second, please. Okay. From Justine Harmon and Audio Chuck, this is OC Swingers, one year later. She slept for years on a bench in a park. She made some passes at man in the dark They began running alone through the night When she began loving, they put up no fight In the year since we released the first season of OC Swingers, the case against handsome Newport Beach surgeon Dr. Grant Robichaux and his girlfriend, Sarissa Riley, has transformed completely. Where we last left off, Judge Bromberg invited everyone to submit a brief. The assignment, should the prosecution be able to drop five of the women from the case? Why or why not? On June 11, 2021, everyone reconvened. Let's just say Bromberg did not appreciate what the Attorney General's office submitted. I received your brief, Ms. Martinez's brief. And Martinez's brief, basically, if you read between the lines, Judge, here's what we want you to do. Here's what we demand you to do. If you don't do what the Attorney General is asking to be done, then we're walking away we're not going to appoint a special prosecutor. That's what the motion says. I can read it verbatim publicly if you'd like. I can do that. I don't think we need to right now. Why would you even raise that issue at this point in time other than a veiled threat to the court? 
But he was also vexed with Philip Cohen, Grant's fast-talking tank of a lawyer, who is all of a sudden like, rah, rah, Team AG. Nobody had any complaint about the AG. And when I say nobody, I'm including this Orange County Superior Court, until the AG came back with the conclusion that apparently the bench disagrees with. And are, you, so, are, you talking about, are you talking about this court? Talking about this court in general. Are you talking about C28, Judge Romberg? You talking about me? Talking about the Orange County Superior oh, Court. Oh, okay. All right. And, I'm and just trying to get a sense. Well, quite frankly, I, I will include Judge Romberg because the AG has been in this court, I don't know, three, four times prior to filing his request to amend. And Judge Romberg has never indicated that it had any, or he had any concern. No, never did. About the comp until the AG disagreed, oh. apparently, with the result that one side of the table wants to reach. You're looking over at the jury box. No, I'm not looking at the jury box. And stop being so disrespectful to the court, Mr. Mr. Uh, Cohen. I mean, I, I just don't understand. You know, your brief was full of misstatements, misstatements of fact, misstatements of law, and you're doing it again. On July 14th, 2021, Bromberg agreed with the attorney general's recommendation to dismiss the two Jane Doe's who said they no longer wished to participate. He wrote that he, quote, understands why they are asking to be removed from the case as alleged victims. After two and a half years, these ladies are entitled to leave this case if they so wish. Two weeks later, Bromberg recused himself in the, quote, interest of justice. Judge hearing the drug and rape case against a doctor and his girlfriend has suddenly recused himself from the case. Judge Stephen Bromberg was accused of mistreating attorneys on both sides of the case. He said he left the case to further the interest of justice. So then the case got a new judge. It's fourth. Honorable Frank Ospino, the beloved former OC public defender with a calm, even disposition. On August 26th, 2021, Ospino granted the outstanding elements of the AG's motion to amend, citing that he had no reason to doubt the attorney general's intentions. It is, he said, in the furtherance of justice to dismiss a count or counts when the prosecutorial agency tasked with the solemn responsibility to prosecute a case tells the court that after a thorough, complete, and unbiased assessment, they cannot prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. A few days later, I call victim's attorney, Mike Fell. Well, I'm looking at the second amended felony complaint here. Still seems like a laundry list of things they're being accused of, but I was wondering if maybe you could walk me through what the changes were, you know, in the charges on Thursday. Well, there are a lot of counts that were dismissed, but there were also a lot of counts that were added. Mm -hmm. So we're actually, we finally have a, a complaint, right? A charging document that everybody can now go forward with. To answer your question, are there still serious charges that they're accused of? The answer is absolutely. If they are convicted for what they have been charged, they're looking at life in prison. So wow. in many ways, that is much more serious than a rape case. So a rape case has a certain amount of time that person can, can stay in jail. But what they've been accused of now, they can go to jail for life or I should say prison for life. The biggest problem that they have is the fact that they have been charged with kidnapping with the intent to commit a sexual offense. And that's the new count one. And that's against my client, who was Jane Doe number four, and now she's Jane Doe number one. Right. 
His client, now Jane Doe 1 in the amended complaint, is the woman whose screams prompted neighbors to call 911 back in October 2016. And I just said, somebody's yelling help. It sounds frantic. And I've never heard anybody sound like that. And please hurry. Jane Doe 2 is the woman who said that she met Grant on a dating app while visiting Newport with a friend from college over Easter weekend, 2017, and then locked herself in a bedroom after she was drugged. Shit got scary. He's going to get really mad. Open the door, or he'll hurt us. Jane Doe 2 is represented by Matt Murphy, the former DA prosecutor who, at one time, represented four of the women in this case. By all accounts, Matt has been instrumental in keeping this case alive. In the final episode of last season, I called him out for being out of town during an important hearing. I lumped him in with the other men who have failed the women in this case, and I shouldn't have. These women have been dragged through hell, but Matt Murphy and Mike Fell have been down there with them, doing their best to shield their clients from the flames and the pitchforks. Grant and Sarissa may no longer be on the hook for rape, but they are still facing a felony count of kidnapping with intent to commit sex offense and two felony counts of assault with intent to commit a sex offense. Each is also charged with a felony count of furnishing a controlled substance. In addition, Grant faces other charges, including possession of an assault weapon and misdemeanor drug possession charges. There are 13 charges in total. Back in August, Mike Fell was hopeful that the stop and start that has plagued this case since 2018 was finally over. There were a lot of things that happened before which were really out of other judges' hands. The fact that you're changing prosecutors, you're running motions, all these things which happened before. The benefit and what I'm so pleased about right now is we have a criminal complaint. We have filed charges that are now going to go forward. So all that battling over, well, a charge is going to be dismissed, or charge is going to be added. We've got finality. Now we can move on. And that's what the victims need. The victims need to move on. This case needs to move on. And I think we've got a judge that wants this resolution to occur and the case to move on as well. I'm very, very pleased that we have Judge Espino. I think Judge Espino is going to keep this on a track that will progress more speedy than it has in the past. Except Judge Ospino was dealing with his own problems, the kind that don't have any place in a courtroom. For months, all hearings in the case were canceled. People started hearing rumors that he had suffered an injury or was undergoing an emergency hip replacement. On February 19th, 2022, Honorable Franco Spino died after losing a private battle with cancer. You know, Judge Espino had, had beaten cancer uh, many, many years prior, and that looked bleak at the time, but he powered through it and successfully was in remission, which was wonderful. When the case got continued for health reasons, I personally, when I heard about the hip replacement, I was so relieved because I've known Judge Espino for over 30 years, and I was afraid that the cancer had come back. So when I heard it was a, a hip injury, like I said, I was I was so pleased that that's all that it was. And and then, of course, we got that horrible notification that he had passed away. And, you know, our hearts just go out to his family. And he was just such a wonderful man, such a wonderful man. 
Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support anytime you don't have to hide how you feel after judge bromberg recused himself and judge ospino died the case was reassigned to judge jonathan fish a former deputy ocda who has been on the bench since 2008 Philip Cohen and the defense's beef du jour is whether Detective Marie Gamble, the Newport Beach police detective who filed the affidavit approved by the Orange County DA's office back in 2017, exaggerated the connection between the three open and closed police reports that informed it. On March 22nd, the day before Judge Fish's very first hearing, I asked Mike Fell to catch us up once more. So since we left Judge Espino's court, the main issue has been the continuance of the warrant issues, and that's going to be litigated tomorrow. And the motion that the defense is making, it's they're not a motion to quash what's called quash a search warrant, which means, hey, it's, the warrant's not supported by probable cause. Th- that's a pretty common motion that a lot of defense counsel will make. The motion to, that the police officer was not being candid in writing their their motion or was actually being false in yeah. providing the judge's motions. We don't see that as much because, as you can imagine, that's a pretty hefty accusation. I've known Marie Gamble for years and years. In my experience, I found her to be nothing but a wonderful and uh, professional individual. And I would be, uh, I don't want to jinx anything, but I would certainly be extremely surprised if the defense prevailed. But I'm not, if you can hear that, I'm knocking on wood while I say that. On Wednesday, March 23rd, 2022, I drove the 50 miles from Los Angeles to the Orange County Superior Courthouse. My request to capture audio was denied by Judge Fish, but I still wanted to be there in person. I had spent the last year following the case and piecing together clues of Grant and Sarissa's life these days. The civil suit, the one that has netted so many exploitable depositions for the defense, is currently continued until June 2022. Grant's sister Jennifer and her husband Bill have asked Grant and Sarissa to sign a stipulation that their depositions, if taken, can't be used in the criminal case. Grant and Sarissa have refused to sign it. A picture of Grant and Sarissa with a baby has circulated. Their baby. A child she purportedly conceived and delivered sometime between the arraignment and when in-person court hearings resumed. When I first heard that they had had a kid, I thought of what Shannon, the woman who leased the couple a cabin in Mammoth back in 2020, had said. And then I remember we actually, we spoke about that, though, that she did have a child. And I was like, I didn't know she had a kid. And a picture of Grant in Louisiana earlier this year. 
He's dressed in a camo jacket and an Elmer Fudd-style hunting hat and smiling in front of his conquests. Nearly 20 slain ducks, all lined up, their elegant necks hanging off the back of a truck. There was also the TikTok from a female Uber driver who said she picked up a distressed woman from a hotel in 2017. I'm almost positive this is the same people. Newport Beach, man and woman, drugging, raping, abducting. They need to be stopped. Please bring awareness to this. They need to be stopped. There was also DA Todd Spitzer doing Todd Spitzery things. Orange County's district attorney under fire once again over controversial comments he made at an event nearly three years ago. Todd Spitzer says he used the N-word while quoting a white supremacist. But who has time for that clown? I am late because Orange County seems to be under construction and I got all turned around in the elevator. Going up to the 10th floor, saw some Todd Spitzer signs on the way in. No LA in OC. Um, sort of a hushed place, a lot of... The last time I saw Grant Robichaux, his face was covered with a disposable blue surgical mask, the same kind he had likely worn while performing a hip replacement or repairing a torn ACL. This time, the mask is stuffed in the breast pocket of his ill-fitting gray suit. On his face, he wears a small smirk. Philip Cohen, Grant's barrel-chested defense lawyer, presents his argument first. He details the many ways he finds the original search warrant affidavit prepared by Newport Beach PD detective Marie Gamble to be misleading. He ticks through the three separate incidents that informed the affidavit and resulted in the seizure of drugs and electronics from Robichaux's house in early 2018. You remember the haul. MDMA, cocaine, and over 100 liquid grams of GHB. As he orates, pacing back and forth in a green tweed suit and a khaki vest, occasionally pausing to reference a heavily tabbed binder, Grant seems engrossed. At one point, there is discussion about how one of the Jane Doe's, the one who called Grant and Sarissa the Bonnie and Clyde of drugging girls, actually brought her own cocaine to the concert they attended, a claim meant to distance Grant and Sarissa from having furnished the illegal substances. Also discussed at length, the fact that a few months before neighbors heard her screaming help and called 911, Mike Fell's client was arrested for public drunkenness at a Laguna Beach bar. It seems to me, Cohen said, that it would be relevant for a magistrate to know that just two months earlier, by all accounts, this woman had volitionally intoxicated herself to a level of 0.25. At one point, between sessions, Grant holds the door for the few attending press. I basically have to duck under his arm to get into the courtroom. The next day, I call OC Register crime reporter Sean Emery to discuss it all. Our man on the ground was hard at work from his windowless office conveniently located in the bowels of the Orange County Superior Court. So let me just kind of walk to an area. Is this, is this a better connection it now? It seems a lot better. Like me, Sean noticed how intently Grant was looking at Cohen, how he seemed almost amused by it all. Even when Cohen brought up what one Jane Doe in the police report described as his client's micro-dick. A lot of this stuff is just because of the nature of the case. The, a lot of these things, I imagine, are uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for everyone to hear. I mean, it's, it's part of the process, but you're talking about incredibly intimate details. And at least, you know, in, in some of the search warrants, incredibly embarrassing details. So it's, yeah, it's definitely a strange environment, but that, that's kind of the nature of these type of cases. 
Grant was very engaged. And you know, some of this obviously is because you know we've it's been so long where we've had masks where you know it's tough to kind of get emotional reaction from people. But Grant specifically was watching the attorneys intently the entire time on both sides. Physically kind of turned to the side so that he could watch first his attorney and then the prosecutor make the arguments. And when it was his attorney, he seemed pleased with what the attorney was arguing, certainly. Riley was a bit harder to read, at least to me. I did notice that when it was the prosecution that she was watching them pretty intently, didn't turn her body facing them like Grant did, but watching and kind of had, I don't know if a look of frustration, that, that was kind of my read on it, frustration maybe, or anger. I brought up an especially strained moment when Deputy AG James Tuohy seemed to suggest that Robichaud might have access to drugs like MDMA or cocaine because he's a physician. The argument they were making is, well, he's a doctor, so therefore, at least conceivably, he would have a regular connection of, to narcotics if he wished. And then, you know, the defense came in saying, well, that doesn't necessarily mean he'd have, he'd have a regular connection to certain drugs like, you know, cocaine or something. I think part of the argument that the, the AG's office was perhaps making yesterday was that when they looked at the evidence of all three and saw kind of the patterns that, you know, at a certain point, the whole becomes more than the sum of its parts. Ultimately, if at some point now or later the judge says there was wrongdoing or, or these search warrants were handled improperly and therefore the evidence is going to get tossed, then it would be up to the prosecution to decide, is there enough evidence to back these charges without using anything for the search warrants? And that may be a tough issue with some of them. I, that, that would be kind of a decision they would have to make at that point. Oh, man. By the time we put this bonus episode to bed, Judge Fish still hadn't ruled on the defense's motion to suppress the evidence found during the search. He hadn't yet determined whether, legally speaking, the whole of the situation is greater than the sum of its parts. You can follow me on Twitter at Justine Harmon, H-A-R-M-A-N, for updates. In the months since O.C. Swingers aired, I've heard from all kinds of people. People who grew up with Grant or danced with Sarissa. People who take GHB recreationally when they're trying to cut weight but still want to party. Almost everyone wants their comments to be off the record or used on background. Honestly, one woman from Louisiana DM'd me. I think people over here just push the grant stuff to the back of their memory. I was, however, able to connect with two women who went to middle and high school with Grant. Let's call them Liza and Kate. These aren't their real names, and their voices have been changed at their request. We were friends somewhat in middle school. By the time we got to high school, as far as for me, we ran in a lot of the same circles, but I did not personally care for him very much. And why is that? He just was inauthentic. I just thought he was missing a chip. He kind of was interested in me for a little while, and I spent some time talking to him one-on-one on the phone and stuff like that, and I just got really bad vibes. And I mean, for the rest of high school, I tried to warn people away from him that were my friends. (laughs) I just always, always, always knew that I just didn't think he was right. That's Liza. 
She remembers Grant being interested in sex from an extremely young age. She also recalls an incident from high school that has stayed with her. He was interested, from middle school, he was interested in getting girls to do as much as he could get them to do sexually. And like from super young, before it was even anything on any of our radar. Okay. So we were both at a party in high school, and when we got there, all the buzz was that Grant had gotten an eye. Don't remember the girl's name, nor would I want to put it out there anyway, but had gotten a girl. I don't think she went to our school. I think she went to another school. Extremely intoxicated and had multiple friends in there with him having sex with this girl at this party. That was the kind of thing I associate with Grant. Kate was at that party, too. I came in at the end of that party. So I'm trying to think of how to wear this. It was at the end of the party because I wasn't actually there until the evening. And then saw the guys walking out and left. When the story came out, I mean, and Kate was the first person I called when I saw the news because it came up on my TV and I said an expletive and I don't do that because I have children. I was like, oh my gosh, nothing could have shown up on the news that would have surprised me less. And I remember saying to people, I'm glad my psycho radar is good. My jerk radar, not great, <laughs> but, but my psycho radar is, is pretty good. And I just, yeah, I just, I always felt that way about him. I had multiple friends. Kate had a really good friend that dated him. I had a, a really good friend that dated him. And the pattern was always the same. I mean, he was always looking for some other devious conquest on the side kind of thing. I also spoke with another woman who recalled picking up her friend from a party their junior year of high school in 1998 after the friend said that she had been drugged and raped by Grant. In early reports about this case, it was said that the OCDA fielded reports of incidents that went all the way back to high school. Based on my conversations with these sources and personal information exchanged, these were two separate alleged incidents that occurred during the same time frame over 20 years ago. I remember when the news anchor said they want to cast a really wide net. They want to go back to people he went to medical school with and people, and I thought, they need to go back to Lafayette and look at people he went to high school with because this behavior has been there a very long time. I was going to ask about where you guys are from and how this news is sort of registered or talked about. Someone else said, the fatal flaw of where we are from is that no one believes anyone can do anything wrong. Hmm. Does that register? Even with facts in front of them, it's always either a fabrication or exaggeration. Someone from Louisiana said that? Yes. Who knew Grant growing up? Yeah, I mean, I think that's just a person-to-person decision. I mean, I am not in contact with a lot of people that I went to high school with anymore. But when Kate told me that There were a lot of people on Team Grant. I just, that blew my mind. How can you deny any of this? Yeah, and don't you think, though, growing up, that football players get a little bit bigger pass than other people because... Oh, sure, sure. I think he got a lot of passes for a lot of reasons from a lot of different 
groups of people for very bad behavior. And always, I mean, he's very intelligent. I mean, always top of the class he was in. And Right. I had a couple of classes with him. He was definitely extremely intelligent. <laughs> but very arrogant, too, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. OC Swingers is an audio check production created, written, and reported by me, Justine Harmon. So, what do you think, Chuck? Do you approve? Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. 